Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1130, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1061, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app and BloombergRadio.com. This is Bloomberg Markets. It's indeed Bloomberg Markets. I'm Corey Johnson. I'm in our uh, AM 960 studios out over the San Francisco Bay in a perfect San Francisco day, sunny, 71 degrees. Someday you're seeing Otis Redding, you know, when you're that dock over the bay, all that good stuff. Uh, I, may have, that I may have been listening to that last night, actually. <laughs> oh, see? Hey, coming up, we're going to talk about uh, the equity markets. He reminds us, our next guest, that is, that some are not always good to stocks, but uh, we'll hear directly from him in just a moment. First up, though, top business stories and a look at those financial markets. Here is Charlie Pellet. All right. Thank you very much, Carol Master. Jobs Friday, 28 minutes to go ahead of the close. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ. Holding close to their highs of the session, looking at a 1% gain right now for NASDAQ. And we are brought to you by Sector Spider ETFs. Why buy a single stock when you can invest in the entire sector? Visit SectorSPDRS.com or call 1-866-SECTOR-ETF. Stocks are rebounding from the biggest sell-off since May. Treasuries fell after unexpectedly strong hiring data bolstered confidence in the U.S. economy, underscoring the Federal Reserve's case for raising interest rates. And with more on this morning's jobs report, here's Bloomberg's Vinnie Del Judice. The payroll gains were broad-based. The Labor Department reports its tally in non-farm jobs rose by 222,000 in June. What's more, the prior month was revised higher. The unemployment rate edged up to 4.4% from the prior month's 16-year low of 4.3%. It's not all milk and honey, though. Wage growth continues to run below Below the peak of previous economic expansions, average hourly earnings rose just 0.2%. Vinny Dell, Judice Bloomberg Radio. Reaction. And billionaire investor Paul Singer's Elliott Management Corp. is looking at pulling together a bid for Texas utility Encore Electric Delivery that would rival Berkshire Hathaway's $9 billion all-cash deal. This, according to Reuters. The tenure down 6.30 seconds at yield, 2.39%. Gold down $13 the ounce, lower by 1.1%. Crude down 2.8% to $44.23 a barrel. I'm Charlie Palatats of Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pelley. Listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Stop, look and listen, baby. That's my philosophy. Yeah, everybody. Take a moment and listen in to our next guest because he reminds us that uh, some are not always great for stocks. And maybe we could see a little bit of a pullback. We're already seeing an increase in volatility in the financial markets. Mike Bale here with us, Managing Director at U.S. Bancorp Private Wealth Management, $142 billion in assets under management. Mike joining us on the phone from uh, Portland, Oregon. Uh, nice to have you here, Mike. Uh, remind us a little bit about uh, summer months, although I feel like since the financial crisis, a lot of things don't always play out like we've seen historically. But uh, summer, things start to what, mellow out a little bit? Well, there certainly has been a, a case that can be made that the summer months you get the doldrums and, uh, and markets have experienced, uh, you know, some of their weaker performance, uh, during the months of July, August, September. Uh, so, you know, with the, uh, with the, the indexes at the level they're at, uh, it's not surprising that some investors might be a little nervous as we head into summer. There's also the duration of the bull market just seems like it just makes people a little bit more, more nervous. We all maybe agree with the principle that uh, bull markets don't die of old age, but the, the things have been, you know, positive for so long that you start to wonder. 
Yeah, although this bull market's a little different in that the you know the rate of growth in the real economy uh, has been you know it's been slow. It's been slow and steady, but still slow, and so maybe that allows uh, this duration to be a little longer than average. So, um, how do you kind of incorporate today's labor data and statistics uh, into what that means, maybe potentially for the financial markets? What does it tell us, maybe? Well, I think uh, certainly the headline number was strong, and this points to a U.S. economy that continues to grow at that slow and steady rate that we've become used to over the, over the past couple of years. So uh, I think for you know, those investors who are concerned uh, that a recession might be uh, coming, uh, this, uh, this provides some relief that, no, uh, indeed, uh, the economy still uh, is growing, is, is chugging along just fine. This was a, this was a strong report, um, you know, with 222,000 jobs for June and then, you know, upward revisions of 47,000 for the last two months. Uh, the report wasn't perfect, but uh, definitely points to continued growth in the economy. Um, when we look across the sectors of the economy that are growing, growth that is growing the, uh, the best, I was I was struck, we mentioned earlier, but I was going to get into a little more, the, the, the world of publishing and information uh, and uh, journalism, yes, journalism is the single weakest aspect of the employment hiring situation right now, and I wonder um, what you make of that. Well, I think that, uh, like many other industries, the advent of uh, content available online at uh, low or little cost is having its impact in that industry as it is, you know, across, certainly across a lot of the retail sectors as well. When you look at um, the different sectors of the market, uh, what do you find has the most value at this point? Well, you know, in a slow growth environment, uh, parts of the economy that are growing at a faster rate uh, deserve uh, to get a premium. And so uh, areas, certainly technology, there's favorable growth there. Um, companies have been doing pretty well with their balance sheets. So if there is some CapEx uh, to be coming, uh, technology should get a share of that. Um, also, you know, that's discretionary. It's been a mixed, it's been a mixed bag uh, with traditional retail hurting. Uh, but uh, companies with a really solid online presence, um, you know, given the, the good consumer confidence, given the good job markets, you know, they should uh, do pretty well. Well, it's kind of amazing, right? I mean, we have like we have this this acquisition, this, this WorldPay acquisition this week that was in some ways a whole with Vanta it was a whole fallout from the one could argue from the Amazon Whole Foods deal with the notion that these guys have got to kind of get that Vantive might lose their Whole Foods uh, position because Amazon uses J.P. Morgan, so they've got to have a bigger presence in online. So this move of a payment processor, which you'd think would be a fairly um, digitally competent organization, they've, they've themselves have got to make a very fast and aggressive and expensive $10 billion move uh, to have a better position for in e-commerce. Well, and, and that is that is where the puck is going for sure, and it is it's affecting uh, you know, retail, for, uh, of course, but also uh, financial organizations as well. So I asked an earlier guest kind of what keeps him up at night, and that was he was a uh, guest, an uh, economist who's you know we talked a lot about the job market. What keeps you up at night, or what keeps your and what keeps your clients? I mean, you guys are managing 142 billion. What are the things that you, uh, Mike, you and your team get the most calls about from uh, institutional clients? Yeah, I would say 
the big ticket item is just geopolitical risk, right? And that's that's out there. It's uh, it's it's a worry, you know, North Korea, uh, Syria, uh, etc. Uh, so that certainly is something that keeps people up at night because you know the uh, the potential for you know a, a really bad situation is um, uh, is out there. I would say you know more on something to get your arms around. It's a little more benign, but something that uh, to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. is what the Fed is going to do. And yeah. so we have a Fed meeting coming up here right. uh, shortly. Uh, I'm curious to see if they're going to talk about or, or decide to uh, to Mike, uh, roll off some of the balance sheet. we got to run Mike Bale over at U.S. Bancorp Private Wealth Management. This is World of National News Headlines with Bloomberg News anchor Nathan Hager in our 991 studios in Washington, D.C. Thanks, Corey. Russia continues to deny involvement in U.S. election interference. Secretary of State Rex Tillerson says President Trump brought the issue up repeatedly during a nearly two-and-a-half-hour meeting today with Russian President Vladimir Putin at the G20 summit. The Russians have asked for proof and evidence. Uh, I'll leave that to the intelligence community to address. Russia's foreign minister says the president accepted Putin's assurances and agreed to a bilateral commission to look into cybersecurity. The two leaders also emerged with a ceasefire in part of Syria. But as Bloomberg's Irv Chapman reports, it's not the first time we've heard that. Here in Washington, British Defense Secretary Michael Fallon was asked about Syria at the Center for Strategic and International Studies. The recent history of the Syrian civil war is littered with ceasefires. They've been broken persistently by the regime and indeed broken by Russian activity itself. Let's see the results on the ground and then get in the United Nations humanitarian aid that was promised. Last September, Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov, who was at the Hamburg meeting, announced a Syrian ceasefire deal with Secretary of State John Kerry. Irv Chapman, Bloomberg Radio, Washington. Outside the G20 summit, protests continue on the streets. Hamburg police say 196 officers have been injured in clashes with protesters. Eleven demonstrators were hurt today. Some of them fell off a wall during fighting with police, and water cannons continue to be deployed. Global news powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. This is Bloomberg.